Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and Nadir, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. Welcome back with another episode of Top Tier Tactics where we just watched Thursday Night Football and oh man, it feels feels good. Football's back, ladies and gentlemen. Football is back and... There was good and bad, and we're gonna we're gonna go over it right now. Yeah, you know we got we got to watch the game dissected a little. Somebody had uh, coffee very late at I'm night. I'm a little juiced right now. I had some yes. special coffee. I'm I'm up, ready to go. But I mean, this is what we've been waiting for oh, the yeah. whole off season. Oh, so yeah. I, I'm I'm just I'm excited. I'm, I'm absolutely excited. Let's so have our overreactions. So okay, Deshaun Watson in that offensive line, it, it looked. Atrocious. The team in general looked bad. Horrible. There, there's only a couple bright spots that I could even point out. Um, but Deshaun Watson looks scary. Two points at, after fourth quarter. Like yes. the last six minutes, I think he got to 18. Yeah. But he was at 2.3, I think, for some standards. Yes, least. depending on your scoring yeah. format. I mean, he, he was under five points. 90% of the game, and then all of a sudden, you know, a couple garbage time drives here and there, a rushing touchdown, and all of a sudden he was back in the scoreboard. But other than that, I mean, he, he was pretty disappointing. And I don't even think it, it's DeAndre Hopkins related. Maybe, maybe it helped, but uh, I, I, I just feel like they were a disarray. That offensive line did not give him time. He made, he he was under pressure most of the time, and that offensive line hasn't been fixed. No. And, and I, they got the highest paid left tackle in the league that – and they still haven't fixed the offensive line, which is going to hurt him throughout the season, I think. There is the bright spot, though. David Johnson kind of looked like the old David Johnson to me. He looked good. You saw him one cut, stutter step, go upfield, break a couple tackles, catch the ball. He, he looked pretty explosive out there, and he was the only reason why the Texans were able to move the ball down the field. I mean, he didn't even have that many carries. He had, what, 11 carries, 77 yards, and a touchdown? He looked explosive. Three catches for, was it, 36 yards? Uh, Yes. So, yeah. He, he was their third leading receiver. I, it, it was, I don't know if this is a testament of how good David Johnson could look in this offense or how bad the Texans looked. I, he had the third offense. most targets, too. Yeah. So, it, I mean, David Johnson looks like he's going to be used as offense, and he looks like he's a better fit than the Cliff Kingsbury offense. Yeah, he, he looks sure. like he's definitely – they sure. want to use him. He's going to be used, and he's going to be the workhorse there. Yes. So, another guy, which is one of your guys hey. you really like, you, you, Star is born. Star is I mean, born. Let, let, him, let him know. Let him know. Hey, Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. Let me just pull out the stats real quick. Will Fuller. Ten targets. Ten targets, eight receptions, and a hundred – and 12 yards he looked good he was able to make those nice intermediate catches he broke a couple tackles swerved a couple people it was nice to look at he stayed healthy didn't take any big hits of course this is the first game of the regular season but a it leaves you excited for what what will fuller could do in that offense and what was promising is that he was in the slot in five wide where hopkins would typically be he's not He's not staying in his old role where he's just running streaks and posts all game. No, he is in the Hopkins spot where he's running those mid-intermediate routes, those deep routes. Uh, I'm excited to see Will Fuller in that offense later this year. He is going to be an elite 
wide receiver on your fantasy team. So is it, are we jumping to conclusions here? Because we have, you know, Brandon Cooks, five targets, two receptions. He, he Those two receptions were the beginning of the game. Yes. And he got involved. And he looked pretty decent there. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. I think it's a, we might be overreacting a little bit just because Kansas City absolutely destroyed them. Yes. It, the game got away from the Texans oh, yeah. so quickly. I mean, in the first quarter, the Texans looked like they actually they had a cohesive offense. I mean, they were getting everybody involved. Like you said, Brandon Cooks was getting involved. David Johnson had a couple passes here and there. Uh, David Johnson was looking good. I mean, sorry, Duke Johnson. <laughs> Duke sorry. Johnson until he went out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then David John looked good. You know, Will Fuller was catching here. Cobb had there. Fells, tight end, he had a couple receptions. They, they looked like they were moving down the field, and this was going to be a game. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. Pressure, I mean, the offensive line seemed to crumble a little bit. We saw Chris Jones get a couple sacks. Frank Clark, he did a little work. Pressure. The offensive line was what killed them. I mean, garbage time is really what picked up a lot of people's stats. And yes. So don't read too, too much into it. Will Fuller got a decent amount of yardage and receptions at the end of the game, but he was the main focal point of this offense yes. in the passing. So, I mean, David Johnson was as well. Let's move on to Kansas City. I mean, Pat- Patrick Mahomes is Mr. September. I mean, he, he has not thrown an interception in September yet. He's have over 30 touchdowns with a pass rating of over 120. If it's September, you still want to stay away from Patrick Mahomes. He's a bad man. Oh, bad man. Pajama. Uh, another bad man. Pajama. Huh. Clyde Edwards Hilaire just took over the backfield. Yeah, I mean, in the first half, it was a 50-50 split. Yeah, Daryl Williams got, I mean, seven carries total, 23 yards, but most of those are going to be in the first half. And Hilaire really just pushed. That offensive line absolutely destroyed the Texans. Oh, yeah. D- don't get me oh, wrong. Yeah. I, they Kansas City also has a rough schedule a little bit ahead, but Edwards looks like he is going to be that workhorse there. And if you reached for him, maybe it will work out. Might be a little too early to react, yes. but... We'll see. I mean, the, the way the Texans overall looked, the, the, they were not prepped. They were not ready. I don't know what they were doing in their training camp, but the Chiefs were doing it right yeah. so far. I mean, 25 carries, 130, 138 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. But I do – like, while CEH is talented, right? Yeah. He had over 10 carries for 100 yards in a box with less than six Texan defenders. I mean, when you have a box that empty and so juicy, you you better be able to produce. Okay, so we're talented. Offensive line, offense is amazing. I understand that factor. But are we going to see them stack the box against Hilaire? With this offense, you I don't can't. think I don't think they can. You can't. So this whole year, we're going to see him in the same situation that he did here. If they use him like they used him today, which I think is not what they're normally going to do. I mean. Houston Texans had two man over or cover two almost all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's going to change the game plan, right? I think so. So I don't think Hilaire's going to get 25 carries a game, but he's going to be a, if he's playing like this, an RB2 to RB1 easy. Yes. I mean, for the, for a little bit, I was thinking Daryl Williams, he might be fantasy relevant going into the game. Like, you know, he, he, was got, he was getting carries with Clyde. He was getting receptions. You saw him on a little wheel route, pick up a nice chunk yards. And then all of a sudden, he just got slowly phased out of the game. And I don't know if that was game plan or an injury happened that we don't know about. But he did not see the field after the third quarter. No. An- another surprise that I saw. And 
my boy, my boy, kind of called it here. Am I a wide receiver guru now? Dude, you're, 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 are you taking over my spot? Uh, no. I'm the rookie wide receiver yeah, guru. So you're the rookie wide you're, receiver guru. But Sammy Watkins, nine Sammy. targets, seven receptions, eighty-two yards, and a touchdown. He really was a kind of the focal point of that a wide, uh, receiving team. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I mean, Tyreek Hill got one touchdown late, but other than that, he didn't really do too much. He was pretty boxed up all they, game. They yeah, def- they kind of shut him down a decent amount. Yeah, they definitely double teamed him. I, we saw a couple times where Ro- uh, Robinson dropped his touchdown catch. He was getting doubled over the Which top. One? Oh, well, he dropped two of them. The yeah. first one, the first one, the first oh, one okay. where you couldn't really blame him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, and it, you, you saw Tyreek Hill getting double bracketed. So, I mean, of course, Robinson was going to be open on that play. But uh, uh, regardless of that, I do want to point out one thing with CEH uh, yep. is, is he could not punch the ball into the end zone twice. There's two different drives where he got stuffed multiple times to end up losing yards on the goal line. I think that might be an issue later on in the year or it might get exposed more later on in the year. The fact that he can't drive a pile. I'm going to state this as best I can. Week one, do not overreact on yes. things. Week one can turn into completely different two weeks down the line. Hilaire could be useless two weeks down the line. I do not think that's going to happen. Let me make that very clear. But don't overreact that much. Sammy Watkins is not going to be the number one wide receiver here. <laughs> Tyreek Hill is going to be the number one wide receiver here, okay? But S- Sammy Watkins must be rostered. I feel like he, he should be rostered in all formats. I feel like he should be, but I feel like he did this last year. He did this exact same thing. I, mean, so, I, I so, called this live podcast. So I have him on a dynasty, dynasty league. Let's hear it. Okay, so this is his last year in Kansas City, in my opinion. I don't think so. I, th- I think so. Didn't he sign like an extension? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is last year. But if you want to look it up or we can I'll post it, it later... Sammy Watkins is going to try to push so he can be on another team and try to be a number one somewhere else or produce somewhere else. I don't think he's going to produce on a regular basis here. Did you find any news? Yeah, so he re-signed for a one-year deal this year. Yes. Okay, so then he will he might be back, but I don't think they're going to be able to pay him. Well, so he took a hometown discount, a team-friendly contract to make sure he stayed with that team. Yeah. If he did that once, I don't see why he wouldn't do it again. We'll see. They we'll might see. want might might want Hardman or Robinson to move up, but that's that's a long ways away. That's a long ways to go. So, but this game, I, I, are you happy with it? I'm glad that there was football, but I was definitely disappointed with the way the Texans kind of came out and and just kind of rolled over. You, not not really surprised. You you expected a JJ Watt defensive line to have a firmer grip on the run. No. They really didn't have it. They got destroyed. There yeah. was the was, holes that they made. Osemele, which played for the Oakland Raiders and then played for the Ravens as well. He's a left guard. Played f- phenomenally. Yeah, he, he absolutely pushing just pushing piles, playing great. If that offensive line stays that same way, whoever is running the ball in the backfield, which obviously is going to be Hilaire, is going to be productive and they're going to be able to do whatever they want. So in the first, the first couple carries by Hilaire. Mm-hmm. He looked kind of disappointing for a second. He, he did. He looked kind of disappointed. We were comparing a little bit for David Johnson's first couple carries to Hilaire's, and it was definitely underwhelming for Hilaire. But I yeah. think, you know, rookie trying to get his feet under it. Uh-huh. There's no preseason games. David Johnson knows what he's doing. He's been in this, he's yeah. been in this position before, and I got to say it again. He looked really good. He David looked Johnson really good. Looked, looked crisp. Saw looked his crisp. holes, went. I, I mean, he looked crisp and ready to go. I think they're going to need to lean on him more, more and more if that offensive line can't protect Deshaun Watson. Uh huh. Yeah, I fully agree. Now, I, 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 as much as I like 
patting ourselves on the back. We did, we did call David Johnson. We did say a couple videos ago that he is a must-have on your team. So it definitely feels good to know that we are correct. I yeah. mean, I, I, I do want to say, I did say Sammy Watkins was going to be a beast. You did? But I also did say it would only be for the first game of the season. After that, it's <laughs> going to be done for. So I Yes. Mean. I mean, I did I did talk about Hilaire. My, my guess was about 20 touches and 80 yards to a touchdown. I mean, they overwhelmed here. But I'd rather them overwhelm than underwhelm Under, when, yeah, when so, I'm making my prediction. So, I mean, overall, Daryl Williams probably should be rostered just in case because he, he will get involved, and I don't expect teams to be able to uh, – I don't expect the Chiefs to gash everybody on the run like how they did today. So I think they are going to lean on Daryl Williams a little bit more. But CEH was in the was in the game inside the red zone. That is a promising – stat figure to know and something to know that he is probably going to be getting all the goal line touches, not necessarily Daryl Williams. And e e even if they are on the one or near the goal line, he's going to get the touches. You saw multiple times where they tried dumping it off to CEH, but the Texans defense, they were actually able to play very well secondary wise, stopping those from happening. Yeah. I mean, Kansas city does play the chargers next. I think that's going to be, that is a good defense. That is a good defense. So I think we'll get, a better view yes. of that. And it's an in rivalry league, AFC West. They know Chiefs very well. We'll actually, I think we'll see a little bit more. Yeah. I, I mean, while, while this was a great little blueprint of what to expect, I can't wait for an actual competition next week. I mean, we're saying like actual competition, but the Texans, Texans, the, Texans, they're no slouch. No, 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 absolutely not. Um, but it is week one. And they were not ready. But. You got to feel good if you own Hilaire. I'm pretty confident. Uh, absolutely. Pretty confident. And then I can't wait till Sunday. Sunday is going to be good. It is. Now let's head to the headlines. NFL headlines. So we got a doozy of headlines here. A little disappointing that we're going to actually have to call these names out because it kind of just. It's disappointing to start off the year with her players, even with no preseason games. I can't believe it happened. Does does it hurt even more that it's your players? Yes. Is that is that what it is? Yes, but we'll, we'll start we'll start with some good news. David Montgomery practicing in full. I, I love it. I I drafted Tariq Cohen, so I was kind of hoping I could sneak him into my flex and have a solid play. Yeah, I, I'm good week one play. Yeah, I I still think it it'll be good. I don't know if it'll be as effective, but of course we'll see if he even plays. Uh, he probably will though. They'll probably be a little cautious with him, right? Yeah. So I mean, the Tariq Cohen play is not a bad play for Still. a flex spot. Exactly. Um, but yeah, these other two names on here is hurts. I'm gonna let you deal it. So I drafted Mike Evans and Kenny Galladay in a league, and I went going. Oh, I just stole two wide receiver ones for nothing, and uh, both of them have not practiced with a couple of hamstring injuries as of right now. Their status is up in the air. We're going to have to see what happens on Friday if they practice or not. If they both practice with limited practices, then I, I would put them as they're probably playing. If they do not practice Friday, that's say they're probably not playing. Yeah, I feel a little more comfortable when they're actually playing, right? Oh, yeah. Miles Sanders, limited still. And I did hear Doug Peterson say he's going to... Uh, kind of restrict a little bit of his carry. So he, it doesn't look like he's going to get the full workload right off the bat. It looks like they're going to hold him up a little bit. So Boston Scott's going to get some carries, which is going to be a downgrade for Miles Sanders. 
Yeah, if he plays, I'm still gonna put him in the must start category. But Boston Scott, I don't think he, I don't think that still puts Boston Scott in no. the flex category. No, 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 no. Okay, no. so Corlin Sutton, the big news of the day, he went down on a shoulder injury. He had an MRI, and it looks like a sprained AC joint in the shoulder. How long do you think that's out for? So I actually had a sprained AC joint. Yes, and I've dislocated my shoulder when I used to play. A different sport. Soccer. Um, yeah, yeah. So AC joint's not that bad. I, I don't see him being out longer than a week. Um, and he honestly, I think he could push through it. But we'll have to see how bad it is. There's not really any other information. But it's it's actually good news in my opinion. It could be a lot worse news than that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it could have been a collarbone. It could yep. have been you know something like the Aaron Rodgers injury where he was out for the whole year or the Ben Roethlisberger. Well, Ben Roethlisberger, he probably wasn't even hurt, but... <laughs> he milked it and all that good stuff. But uh, this is probably the best case scenario when you have a shoulder injury. It could have been a clavicle and all that good stuff. Now, Brandon Ayuk is back at practice. Debo Samuel did not practice. If both don't play, I would start Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. Especially because, like, if you're me, a Mike Evans and a Kenny Galladay owner, and you don't necessarily have better options you could definitely play that matchup. Yeah. And and most likely he's going to be on free agency. He's yeah, going to be no on way. the waiver wire. I don't think anyone drafted him. So it's a good little spot for you to start someone week one if you need it. Yes. As of right now, he is 5% owned in Yahoo leagues. And chances are those 5% are just diehard Niner fans. Do you have them? Oh, well, I'm waiting to see the Friday results. So, Friday you're, results. so you're not a diehard Niner, Niner fan? Uh, no, I'm a diehard Niner fan, but not a diehard Niner di- uh, fantasy. Fan. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So there's, there's a difference. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Let's do it. Business is booming. Game of the week. So we got we got the game of the week. Dallas versus the Rams. I mean, this is a point spread of 51. This should be a nice high scoring game. I actually would take the over on this one, but I'm not a betting man. I am. And yes, <laughs> I would take the over on it. Um two great offenses. I, I think it's gonna be a shootout. I would start whoever you can in that offense. Obviously you're starting your studs, Mari Cooper, Zeke. The real question is, I don't know if you want to talk about this now or later is Go ahead on me. Uh is starting a couple running backs here. You know, we got Cam Makers and Malcolm Brown for the Rams. Uh, it looks like Henderson's going to be hurt. I wouldn't start him anyways. Do you feel comfortable starting either one of them in a high-scoring offense when it looks like this game is going to put up a lot of points? I would start Malcolm Brown over Cam Akers. Right now, Malcolm Brown, he's been in that system for about three four years. He has hold of that offense, and he is expected to be the first carry of the game you know he's, he's a starting rb he's going to be rb1 if you're going to be out there in the beginning of the game chances are you're going to out carry whoever is behind you cam Akers, i i feel like that might have been a hype pick of the offseason you know he, he might not get the play that malcolm brown would as long as malcolm brown is healthy but uh, as of right now malcolm brown is a potential flex but that's as far as i'll go okay all right uh, I would be fine with, like you said, Malcolm Brown. Cam Akers is a risk. I think it, it's touchdown upside. If he doesn't get a touchdown, it's going to be hard to get your really points. get your fantasy points and feel comfortable with it. And hopefully you drafted properly, properly, 
to actually start the guys that are your studs. You should have guys you already have there. He's, he's your bench guy pretty much. Yeah, as of right now, he's a stash depth pick, you know, just in case type of player. Almost, you should kind of treat Cam Akers as a handcuff, but probably a glorified handcuff. Yeah. On the fence? On the fence. Let's see who's on our fences, who we might want to start. It looks we're like thinking we, about. we got a lot of people on the fence. Yes. I mean, that is the nature of the first week of football. You don't really know what's going to happen. There's no preseason for us to kind of go over. So a lot of people are going to be on the fence. I, I mean, yeah. It, this year, above any other year, there's nothing for us to see. There, there's no really injuries in preseason because there was no preseason. There were still injuries. Uh, well, yeah, but nothing to the extent. Like, oh, we had OBJ know. with the ankle injury a while ago. But – Carry on Johnson. Because Swift is probably not playing, I would start Carry on Johnson, solid flex, potential RB2. I doubt he's your RB2. You should probably have better options than Carry on Johnson. But say you're like me with a couple of injured wide receivers, so you're going to have to maneuver the lineup so that your flex is open. Carry on Johnson would probably be a solid player there. And it does say that they are going to use Adrian Peterson and they are going to give him some carries. on Johnson is the best option in that backfield. It does concern me a little bit that Adrian Peterson could be a little bit of a vulture there and get some touchdowns where on Johnson could be there because on Johnson's not the same back as Adrian Peterson, obviously. Yeah, but Adrian Peterson also has no pass catching ability. on Johnson will probably yeah. be in that scenario. So he he has, yeah. in my opinion, a very safe floor of 10, 15 carries and three, four catches. Okay. And David Montgomery and uh, Tariq Cohen, we kind of already went over this a little bit before. You Both s- flexes. Okay. Both flexes. It depends where you drafted and when you drafted. So David Montgomery might be your RB1 or RB2. You might be forced to start David Montgomery, depending on how early you actually drafted. Most most likely he was probably your RB2 to RB3 or 4. I don't think he was your RB1. If you did, good luck. you should be watching us more. Um, I got David Montgomery as my fourth RB. Yes. And and so he's on my bench. I feel comfortable. I'm not even starting him this week. Um, so, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I have Tariq Cohen in the same league with Mike Evans and Galladay, so Tariq Cohen is probably going to see my flex spot. Okay. Uh, Jaguars. No. No one at all. So DJ. So that team, they're they're dumping players. They're dumping. It, it looks like they're the Dolphins of this year. Is that fair to say? The Dolphins of I think last will be year. More of last year. I think of last Dol- year. Yeah. So I, when they were dumping everything and they were getting up picks and they were trying to build through the draft. I still think the Dolphins are a better team last year than the Jaguars are this year. Okay. it's We'll see what it is. So they're going to be down a lot. My thing is DJ Chark is a talent. I would feel comfortable starting DJ Chark as a wide receiver two or three. Other than that, I don't want to touch anything on this team. So their pass catcher, Chris Thompson, that is the start in my opinion. I mean, if, if they're going to be down, they're going to be passing – He's going to be on the field. I do not trust a running back on that team to get 15, 20 touches per game unless they're not even worried about the game and just kind of trying to practice and game script Minshew up for either later in the year or next year. Yeah, I'm not I'm not even I, – I, I see the play there. I'm not touching Thompson. You should have better options than Thompson. If you're an emergency, sure, you can use him, but start your studs. Uh Jaguars are just a hard try to push away. Yeah, you know? yeah. Right now, a lot of people are hyping on trains. 
And if you hyping are on, on trains, yeah, they're, they're hopping on tra- <laughs> hype trains. There we go. They're <laughs> hopping on hype trains. If you are hopping on that hype train and expecting him to be your league winner, you have an issue with your team. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think Washington almost goes in the same same category. Almost. I, I almost want to say that, but the mm-hmm. fact that they are in a very weak division kind of wants to put me in a spot where they have potential. Okay, so if they have potential. Who is your potential guy at the running back position? I already know your guy at the wide receiver position. Yes. It's Terry McLaurin. I think a lot of people know that he's your play. I think rankings is around 23rd this week for me. But running back. So What so are we thinking? The best running back on that team is Bryce Love. Okay. But he's not playing. Mm-hmm. And he won't be playing till potentially later onto the season or even next year. So he is off the table. He is a dynasty pick. Uh, Antonio Gibson would be a decent one, especially because he's a rookie. They're just going to want to see what he has, especially since this is a rebuilding year. J.D. McKissick could be a potential flex this week, just depending on what happens. But I'd personally, I'd rather stay away from this offense completely, entirely. I mean, you could have... Gi- I would carry Gibson on the bench and see where this offense goes. There's potential for Gibson. Washington is not as bad as the Jaguars, like we were saying. It's hard for me to see McKissick actually be, obviously not a league winner, but be productive every week or give you a lot of production because he's mainly a receiving back. He's not going to be running the ball drastically amount. I think Gibson can can work his way into that spot, and they're going to give him opportunities to do it. So I think that's the best option there. Um. Yeah, that's all. I'd, I'd rather stay away from this offense in general, <laughs> but uh, they're definitely worth stashing. Whoever, whoever you can get on that Washington roster, you might as well stash them just because one of them is eventually going to emerge. Now, Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. The, the, this, I mean, if you read a different source, you're going to get a different headline and a different story. Yeah. And if you, you know, read a couple beat writers, Marlon Mack is going to be the RB one and the start on the field, but everybody else might say Jonathan Taylor is going to be the second back, but he's going to get more carries. I don't understand how you came to that conclusion, but some people have Marlon Mack is the better running back. We've seen what Marlon Mack can do. I mean, he's when he's healthy, he can produce to a certain extent. Jonathan Taylor is the David Montgomery hype of this year. Does that, is that fair? That's fair. I would love to see it from Jonathan Taylor. Marlon Mack is going to be the starter for week one. And I think he'll produce and I think he's a good start. I would feel comfortable starting him as a flex option. Yeah. Maybe even an RB two If your options aren't good enough, um, Jonathan Taylor, I'm not touching. He's going to be on my bench. I'm going to see, wait and see what it is. If you drafted Jonathan Taylor, it's probably in the sixth round to the fifth round or maybe even the fourth round. So you're probably going to have to start him. Uh, Marlon Mack was so late. You most likely have other options there. You can wait and see. I'm not touching Jonathan Taylor until I see what his actual role is. I can't believe people fell for the hype train that was Jonathan Taylor. It is worse than last year's Darwin Thompson hype train where people were reaching rounds in order to grab him, expecting him to somehow win the starting roster spot when we haven't even seen him play. Marlon Mack is going to be the better RB, and he's going to be the starting RB from at least weeks one through five, probably longer. And it, it, those one through five weeks are going to be the, the you know the set stone and the you know the groundwork, what yeah. do you call it? the framework, and the framework for the your playoff push. You and know, I think a better uh, 
comparison, because Darwin Thompson went in the double-digit rounds even lower than that. Um, Henderson, Daryl Henderson, I think is a better option. Daryl Henderson went in the sixth or the fifth round last year, oh. almost where Jonathan Taylor was, right? So that is, for me, that's the comparison I want to look at. And Daryl Henderson did nothing last year. He was a bust. Uh, he was absolutely. Jonathan Taylor, I think he's going to be better than Daryl Henderson this year. But Marlon Mack is there. That offensive line is great. I think if Marlon Mack gets the carries, he's going to produce uh, drastically. Yeah, we don't even know if Jonathan Taylor is good. I mean, college is one thing, but translating it to the NFL is something entirely different. Like Chris said with Daryl Henderson, nobody ever said Daryl Henderson was going to be a bust. And look at him now. He's a third-string RB. Can't stay healthy either. That is also correct. This is your guy. I'm going to let you talk about your boy. Now, Devin Singletary, he's in an interesting spot because – we don't know what's going to happen, but we definitely don't expect him to lose his spot. But at the same time, he is in a weird offense that is going against the uh, the Jets in the rain. So some people are going to be on the fence at this point with him. So I, I would comfortably start him in my flex spot because he is a great receiving back. And with Josh Allen and that offense starting to click last year, we saw it. You know, we st- we saw some cohesiveness in that offense last year so I definitely expect Devin uh, Devin Singletary to get some receiving yards and a decent amount of rushing attempts but Zach Moss is the much bigger back so he might vulture touchdowns yeah I definitely could see that Uh, Zach Moss is talented he's going to be a goal line back for their offense Devin Singletary is very elusive a good back we're just gonna have to see what the roles are there and see if they kind of move to a running back by committee or they go with the workhorse on Devin Singletary. But I do think Zach Moss will be in the in a role for them week one. All righty. Now, Kareem Hunt, he's probably the last. And the I, I want to say he's the easiest one on the list because he, he's for sure startable because he's a great running back on an offense that want to lean on the run. And they definitely spent a lot of time and upgrades on the run last year. So I, I could comfortably put him in in a flex and I have done that in another league. Yeah. I I'm hoping you have another option, but yeah, you can feel comfortable putting him in the flex. Ravens defense is is no slouch. I know they lost a couple pieces here and there, but they are a, a still a very good defense. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, I'm thinking it's probably going to be around a 50-50 split almost. Yeah. Um, full, and full we'll split. see how it is. So uh, him as a flex is a good option if that is your only option there. Um, but Eagles is what I want to talk about right here. All right. All so right. Eagles wide receivers, they really have no one. They have Greg Ward and J.J. No. Arcega Whiteside. Do we really think they're going to do anything with them? No. Absolutely not. So you have Ertz. Ertz is going to be the main target. Um, and then you have Dallas Goddard, which is probably going to be the second option there. I'd have a hard time justifying starting Dallas Goddard. Oh, yeah, no. But you could? You should have a, a tight end option. with a better option there. Um, but Goddard is going to get some targets. Ertz is going to be the main focal point of that offense, I think, especially with Miles Sanders. You know, he's obviously going to get a good amount of work, but they're going to be a little timid on him. Uh, Deshaun Jackson. So... Deshaun Jackson is going to get some work here. I I can see seven to eight targets almost, in my opinion. Uh, He's literally the only wide receiver that they have, it seems like, that is an actual viable option at this point. So I do think he's going to be relevant for week one at least. Yeah, right now he's healthy. This is the only week of the year he's going to be healthy. (laughs) So he's going to get two touchdowns, 120 yards. 
and about seven, eight receptions. <laughs> I mean, the, the good thing about Deshaun Jackson is he is playing on a good offense with a good quarterback and a good system. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he is in prime position to be productive. I mean, especially with Jalen Rieger hurt and probably not playing. Yeah, and if if Rieger plays, it's going to be minimal touches. Exactly. Or minimal snaps. Exactly. Um, also, he's going against Ronald uh, Darby, which played for the Eagles last year. He, he is trash. he is horrible. <laughs> he was trash. You got Josh Norman, which was mediocre at best, and they moved on from him for Washington. And then they got Ronald Darby. That's even worse than Josh Norman, in my opinion. So it, he can torch them. It's a good option. Um, a best ball option is probably a good option there too. So Tampa Bay running backs against Saints here. It, it, Don't get me started. Let's. I want. I want to get you started. Okay. I so want to get you started. You Let, wa- give me some spice here. You want to know the last time the Saints allowed a hundred yard rusher? Yes. Let's hear it. November two thousand seventeen. <laughs> you're gonna tell me Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones is gonna do that to the Saints? No, it is not gonna happen. They are weak flexes at best. I wouldn't start either of them just because we don't know what's going to happen and Tom Brady is going to air it all out and it, especially if Mike Evans plays then it's just going to be an all out air fest. It's going to be a shootout. Yeah. And uh, Tom Brady is coming out to send a message. This isn't going to be an average game. Yeah, so I mean last year Tim, Tampa Bay's running backs which if you don't remember Ronald Jones was a running back. Correct. With with Baton Barber, seventy two yards in two games against Saints defense last year. Yeah, seventy two yards in two games, and that defense, that Saints defense last year, only seventeen carries per game. So you're splitting it up between Fournette and Ronald Jones. That's barely nine carries per. Mm-hmm. If it's a split, the buck the Buccaneers' pass defense was thirtieth last year. And you're telling me they're going to stop Drew Brees to the point where they could run the ball? Come on. you it's, Fantasy owners, you got to be a little realistic sometimes. It, it, I'm not starting Ronald Jones. I'm not starting Fournette. Ronald Jones, if you have to start one of them, I would lean toward Ronald Jones because he's going to get more pass catching uh, from Fournette because Fournette doesn't really know the system, doesn't know blocking scheme. But I'm not touching either of them. No. No. You could flex Ronald Jones because he might get some – Pass catchings, but he's not doing anything. Sorry. No. So Broncos, Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. How are you feeling? Uh, they they are both flexible, but they are both going to be touchdown dependent. Melvin Gordon would be the uh, primary back I would start. I think it is be a sixty forty in his favor, and with the down of Cortland Sutton, they're probably going to have to lean on the run just a little bit more, which makes him a little bit nicer. Okay, Philip Lindsay did have a very good game last year against the Tennessee Titans. So, yeah, Gordon is the guy you're going to be leaning on. Lindsay, you're not going to be feel comfortable with. I, I'm hoping Sutton plays, but I doubt he will. Nah, I um, so. I'm trying to go a different option here. Yes, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd I'm not a fan that. of Melvin Gordon this year in general. Anyways, I think Lindsay's going to work into there and, and take a decent amount of carries. But yeah, I mean that's fair. Uh, chances are you drafted a whole set of people before either of these two, so you should be fine. So Jets wide receiver core. Yeah, we're not dealing. Good Lord. We're not dealing with this. So so for some people that need a wide receiver start 
and they need a little value later in the rounds that they got. Don't do it. Mims is hurt. Don't do it. Perryman is hurt. Don't do it. The only person that can catch the ball is the PPR, the half PPR monster is Jamison Crowder. Crowder is the only start here if you want to start him. And I would start him as a wide receiver three or maybe a flex. He's going to get volume. Other than that, I'm not touching anyone. Obviously, you're going to start Lev Bell if you drafted him. I mean, probably got him in the sixth round or fifth round. He's probably going to be your running back two or hopefully not your running back two. I mean, your flex. But those are the only two people I'm even considering. I'd rather start Frank Gore over over Crowder. Over Crowder? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, and so so you have for to For touchdown depend, to Bennett? No, no, I think he'll overall have a better game, more fantasy points than Jameson Crowder. Why? Because you have to remember the Bills defense, they have the two be- they have the best secondary in the league. Tredavious White is going to be on their wide receiver one, and he travels. It's not like he's a one-side player. You're telling me the second-best defender in the NFL is going to allow Jamison Crowder to beat him multiple times throughout the game? Are you telling me Jamison Crowder, he's going to be on Jamison Crowder? He's going to be on wide receiver one. He's not going to be on Jamison Crowder. Who's Jamison, wide receiver one? Jamison Crowder is always in the slot. He's going to be sitting in the slot. Tredavious White goes to the slot. White's not going to be in the slot. He goes wherever the receiver goes. We'll be back next week, and we'll double check. All right, cool. What What do you think? Uh, so how much? How many points do you think Frank Gore is going to get? I go, let's see. We're talking half PPR? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay, half PPR. He's probably not going to get any catches. Okay, so that's a that's a – Big that's a, minus that's right a big there. Minus. So he, he, he'll he get six points dependent on a touchdown. Okay. So, 12, so 12 would be the ceiling. Okay. So do you think Crowder's going to get more than six points? Uh, He has a... He probably has a better, has a better, a, chance, better chance. But I don't think he will. Okay. So then six points is what we're talking about. We'll come back and we'll double check All next right. week. Fair enough. Cool. Um, Anything else we got to add here? Let's see. Any little spice, anything... Any it's, it's I think we I the think season has started. The season has started, and it feels very good to talk about all this. But uh, I I feel like people are sugarcoating all the players now. Sugarcoating who? Like like you know like Ronald Jones, Fournette, Jaguars running scenario, Redskins running scenario, C E H. Of course, we're just we just watched his game earlier, so we. You know, I'm just going to cut that part out. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> exit that part out and then just cut it and yeah. then we'll wait a second and then we'll go. Okay, so, so what What do you want to – who are you trying to name? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, You're course. trying to think of some spice here. Okay. Um, like, I'd rather have we have some time because, like, everything's recording. We yeah. we have some time. Okay. So so some spice. Who's some who's spice. some spice? Sugarcoating someone. Like, oh, CEH would have been a good one, but we don't know we what don't the know. fuck happened in the game. We don't know. Um, I think. Who is super overdrafted that we dislike? I'm gonna just look up. I know, right? And and, and now I'm looking at like our fantasy. You're just gonna have to remember to delete all of this. I mean, Clyde Edwards is mine, but I mean, we can't talk about him till. I mean, I understand it. We just there's no way we're gonna be able to talk about him like that. Um, For me, it's all the rookie running backs. Jonathan Taylor. You can talk about Jonathan Taylor. Like Jonathan Taylor to Cam Akers. They're all getting drafted before. J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins might actually be decent. That's my issue. So I, I, we, don't we need to see where he's at. I understand. We can talk about that if yeah. you want to. Yeah, we can. 
We forgot it. We forgot to talk about him. Start it up. So we we have to remember the Ravens situation at running backs. I mean, Mark Ingram is probably the starter, and they still have an RB two in Lamar Jackson, who's probably better than Mark Ingram. And then you have (laughs) yeah, it goes it goes Lamar Jackson, okay, as the QB one and the RB one. Okay, maybe even the wide receiver one. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. And then you have Mark Ingram as the RB2. But I still think Lamar Jackson takes RB2 as well. Yes. So I it's like an RB3. Yes. And then you have like Gus Edwards. And then like you have J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. So, so a lot of people are big on J.K. Dobbins. He's in a good situation. Yeah. I just don't think it is his time. They have to figure something out. With the depth there, I mean, do they want Gus Edwards? Do they not? How are they going to run it? What type of scheme are they going to run? How are defenses going to adjust this year? I know a lot of people and a lot of teams in those divisions stacked up at the line. So they might have to have a better scheme if they want to run the ball consistently like how they did. I have no shares of J.K. Dobbins. I don't either. And I understand the talk about Dobbins. I get it. But you do have Mark Ingram there. Don't get me wrong. It, depth chart, they say he's number four. I don't believe that for for any sort of fact at all. I don't think Gus Edwards is ahead of him. But we'll see week one and, and kind of go from there. It's nice to have preseason to be able to at least see who's actually getting the mo- more carries and who's actually producing. But I'm not really touching Dobbins at all. It's a kind of wait and see game there. Yes. Yes. So I think that wraps up. Week one, I, I still can't believe people drafted Jonathan Taylor over uh, Marlon Mack. Like, like really? Like, we didn't put him in our top 10 in our fantasy rookie rankings, remember? We didn't put him in the top 10. So, so like, if you look at it when you draft, we say your first five rounds are usually safer picks that you know you're going to get. Production. Uh, you, you know, Jonathan Taylor is far the farthest from a safe pick. He's... A boom guy to say, I don't even you know, think he's got a high ceiling. Th- well, what they're looking at is offensive line, one of the best offensive lines, a, a good offense. I mean, he, he has, he he looks like he has talent wow. from college, okay, right? Cool. Which which everyone in the NFL getting drafted has talent, talent, right? So that's what people are looking at. It, when you can get Marlon Mack in almost double digit rounds, and get someone else in that fifth round. I don't see why you wouldn't do that. I can't to me it doesn't to me it doesn't make sense. I just want to know who okayed that in the rankings for for, for people to think that's okay. What's worse is people fell for it. You got to get hype. You know? Hype. That's it's just that's that's what people are doing. Just people are doing hype. So, some people questioning how people fall for fake news and then they think they think that is okay. I would rather have Le'Veon Bell. Yes. For 100%. I'd rather have... I'd rather have Devin Singletary. Yeah, I'd much rather have Devin Singletary. Uh, obviously, Marlon Mack. Yes, of course. You know, uh, David Johnson. David... Oh, for both. I'm pretty sure yeah, I picked sure. David Johnson over Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure both of them were on the board and I wasn't touching Taylor. Cam Akers was going way before Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown was going almost undrafted. Marlon Mack or Malcolm Brown? Malcolm Brown. Oh, yeah. Malcolm Brown was almost going undrafted, and yet Cam Akers was going in the fifth, sixth round. It's the new shiny toy. That's what it is. I can't believe it. You know, every year there's a new shiny toy out. So people want the new shiny toy instead of the person that 
keeps getting production over and over again. Which makes me very happy because sometimes they go, how am I not in first? How am I in last? And I'm just like, well, it's because you're an idiot. Watch the podcast, boy. <laughs> All right. Make sure you subscribe, like, follow us on Instagram, tttfantasyfootball.com. And then make sure Nate's written a couple of good articles Thank on tttfantasyfootball.com. Go check them out. Comment, like, share. We'll see you guys next time. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. 